0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Real Classy, the podcast where I discuss old black-and-white movies with my friends and other individuals. Uh, today, my guest happens to be a friend of mine, BJ Passinger, who has suggested the 1962 black-and-white western, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, uh, starring John Wayne and Jimmy Stewart, or James Stewart, as he is referred to on IMDb, um... BJ, why don't you tell me... First of all, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and who you are? Uh, Well, I'm BJ, and I went to Southern
1: Adventist University uh, with Chris for a little while, and I graduated this past year with a degree in film production. And uh, I now live in Los Angeles. Uh, I'm working pretty regularly as a day player for... Uh, Hallmark Channel TV show on the Universal backlot. So Dude. that's my life.
0: <laughs> that's the that's the best like introduction of themselves that anyone's done so far. You actually <laughs> sound like a professional person and such. It's great. <laughs> All right, and uh, BJ, what caused you to suggest the man who shot Liberty Valance? Valance.
1: Um, Valance. <laughs> uh, the reason why I suggested this film uh is because he said it had to be black and white mm-hmm. um and it needed to be older um and i knew that most people who are going to be listening to this podcast have probably never seen the film so maybe it's yeah i it never seen the film to see it yeah yeah um and like the guy that directed it john ford he's been dead since the early 70s and he holds the most uh he holds the record for most uh Oscars for best directing. So, really? yeah, wow. One of them was for a documentary on Midway during World War II, but
0: yeah wow <laughs> <laughs> well this uh i I don't think I had ever actually watched a full uh John Wayne movie before this. Oh, really? which is kind of weird that that's, I've been noticing that a lot doing this podcast is there's a lot of like, yeah, I don't think I ever watched that kind of movie before. I hadn't seen any of the movies I've watched before. Oh really? So, yeah, you know, this is great. And let's just get right into talking about it. Uh, what do you like about this movie?
1: Oh man. Uh,
0: first really quick.
1: I just want to say that's really interesting that this is your first John Wayne film to have seen all the way through. He's really, I think so he's really kind of a guest star, in a way, in this film, if you look yeah, at it overall. Yeah. Um, even though he got top billing. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's really interesting. Um, one thing that I, I like about it is just myself. Uh, I'm really into American history. And so uh, that's just kind of given me just like this nostalgic part of my personality. Where I always like i always like to reminisce about good memories and good times and like old things not like dwell on them but you know it's fun to think about old times that were really fun and um this movie the like 95% of the film is a flashback mm-hmm. and i don't know i just really think that's cool because even though most of the film is a flashback you literally you basically see how the characters that are introduced at the very beginning of the film how they turned into the people that we see
0: it it is really interesting i was thinking about that because you we start out seeing them kind of just after the modernization of this area like there's a train track now and the, the whole town is like advanced and then we go back and seeing how it was really in the old west style of things Mm -hmm. and that's an interesting era to think about just that transitional period between like a more primitive time to a more modern time where there were still people like alive that whole time it's interesting Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and that's that's kind of what i was thinking about that too today when i was watching it uh thinking about like the little things where at the beginning they've got the train but then the young reporter goes and makes a quick phone call Right, and So, you know, telephones weren't... People didn't really get any kind of telephone till the early 1880s because it was invented in 1876. Mm-hmm. So, um, once you get to the flashback and you see, okay, the flashback's obviously like the late 1860s, early 1870s, and then the rest... And then, like, the present-day stuff is, like, probably the early 1890s.
0: And it's... <laughs> That that kind of thing. I I was thinking about that. I was trying to think, like, when does this take place? Because it's made in the 60s. How long ago were there cowboys? I really... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a hard time tracking that kind of stuff in my mind. But it was a... Yeah, it was a great, I think, picture of that western-type town just being run amuck by this one bad guy. And it just... And, the, and you got the Eastern guy who comes into town and who, question, why did he stay? Like he gets beat up in a stagecoach outside this town and then he just stays there for like years. Apparently <laughs> dude, that's, that's a good question.
1: I mean, it's really <laughs> interesting. Cause I, I was thinking about that too, because the movie, the main part of the movie it probably only takes place over the course of probably a year. Right. But even even still, like, if you literally get out west coming from, you know, he said he took Horace Greeley's advice, so he was from somewhere in the northeast, obviously, and uh, he gets out west to some unknown territory, and the first thing that happens to him is he gets pulled out of a stagecoach And gets beaten down, like, (laughs) hardcore. Yeah. And this guy's just like, your laws are garbage, and, like, beats the crap out of him, and just leaves him to die. Like, that's not a a positive experience.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's just, this is where I'm gonna make my life now. (laughs) Yeah, After this place where I got got almost murdered. Yep. (laughs) And also, like... I got the impression he knew the lady in the in the stagecoach with him. And I don't know, I don't think I don't think he knew them. I think you he think, was just kind of like was just they were so just co-passengers. That they were
1: beating that they were beating up this lady and like they were going to beat and rob this lady. He wanted That's to fair. try to That's stop fair cause, them.
0: Cuz ransom is like he is kind of this this uh, perfect, you know, shining light of of goodness in the movie Mm -hmm. like he's the he's the kind of uncorruptible guy trying to do the right thing all the time yeah
1: which is like a really always a really interesting contrast between uh him and uh tom donovan john wayne's character right because tom donovan he's this character that he he's hardened because of the environment that he's in yeah. Even though he always wants to do the right thing, he's willing to kill people if that means like he's gonna keep surviving, or yeah. if it's gonna keep them from harming people. So,
0: whereas uh, Ransom, like even in a scenario where he's in danger and he could get killed, he's still trying to like keep the peace when they're in the when they're in the restaurant and they're arguing over who's going to pick up the steak and he's just trying to be like you're all you're all murder crazy or you're all kill crazy yeah like um which <laughs> by the way the steak gets dropped on the floor and they're all like pick up the steak I'll pick up the steak no I want you to pick up the steak and he's like, I'm not going to pick up the steak and then he like drops money on the floor he's like here I'll pay for the steak and he drops it on the floor like it's just funny how like Picking something up off the floor is the worst shame imaginable to these people. Oh no, yeah. Well
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what's really interesting too, just because it's almost this this pride thing yeah. with between uh, Lee Marvin and John Wayne's characters who like basically they're known as like the two guys in town that you don't yeah. mess with those people. Like you could possibly your life could be ended messing with those people and uh so it's really interesting that people are like they're all sitting there looking like eyes wide are these guys going to shoot at each other over the stake <laughs> that's on the floor <laughs> like it's man it's just it's almost like uh in a way it's like dogs protecting their turf
0: right and then it that scene ends with uh liberty going out and shooting up a bunch of windows and stuff and causing a town, ruckus yeah and then the people in the restaurant just pick up their chairs and go back to eating. Yeah. As though that's just everyday business, which I feel like I I feel like that might paint a portrait of the old west that isn't actually historically accurate. I'm not sure if it was ever actually that wild. Do um, you think it was?
1: It it was and it wasn't um in a in boom towns um which they they never cuz like they don't ever actually like Shinbone, I guess the name of the town, mm-hmm. um, you kind of get the picture that it's sort of a boom town, but
0: not what's a, sorry. What's a boom town,
1: a, a, a boom town. Oh, like a boom the, town. Yeah. Was, uh, it was towns that were sprung up really quick, really fast. Um, usually based on some kind of gold or silver mm, strike, okay. uh, something that could be monetized really quickly and people would move in, um, sometimes following the railroads, but uh, like they were, they would move in as quickly as possible to try to get as much as they could. And usually, places like that, especially in territories, um, there wasn't very much law. Um, I local see. local law was like elected a lot of times uh, in town um, because a territory there. A territory's not as regulated as an actual state, so they didn't they didn't have, like, state police the way that they would have in, say, Pennsylvania or something.
0: Right, right. So they then, I guess, elected Marshall Appleyard? Is that his name, Appleyard?
1: Yeah. Link Appleyard.
0: Played by uh, Andy Devine. <laughs> and he's just... He's the guy who voiced... Um, what was it, Friar Tuck in the Robin Hood cartoon? Yeah. And he is, like, I don't think I had seen him in a movie before, but he's just exactly that in real life. He's just this big yeah. fat, like, and uh, and he's just... <laughs> it's a little upsetting to me as a fat person <laughs> how, like, comically fat he is to, like... <laughs> when they're talking, <laughs> he, he's got two steaks on his plate, two, like, giant slabs of meat... <laughs> and they're talking and like 15 seconds later, he's like, mm, could I have another steak, please? Like, yeah, he's eating this gigantic Tuesday anyway. And he's just very cowardly. And and yet he's the one guy who's like still around later on. Who's like the one person from the past who stuck it out in that town. That's yeah. interesting to me. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Fat Marshall. The note I the note I put down here is Fat Marshall is fat yeah (laughs) like that's just his whole character
1: (laughs) yeah i mean really he was he was the comic relief um basically for the whole film and uh but it's always interesting because he's that guy that he's like that person that like states the really obvious stuff like not on the nose but just kind of like oh man liberty valance is a really bad guy somebody should take care of that Oh, but as long as he doesn't misbehave inside town, I don't have to deal with him.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. The uh, a lot of the characters in this, I like. I like the uh, drunken uh, newspaper editor oh, guy. Yeah,
1: Mister Peabody.
0: Mister Peabody, yeah. I, I like how he's sneaking moonshine or whiskey or whatever it is, like, and he said he calls that his courage. And like a weird part when Liberty and his gang are like beating him up and trying to like. Kill him He like goes for another swig of the whiskey Yeah I thought that was interesting Like It was
1: oh man I never thought about that
0: It's it's almost like he's like I want to get one more drink before I die Or something like that mm-hmm. And also like um, After Liberty gets shot When you first think that Ransom shot Liberty Like I was like Okay movie's about to end now We've answered the titular question of the man who shot Liberty Valance. And then I looked at the timeline. And I was like oh there's like 23 minutes left in the movie. And you're like <laughs> and then, how can this be? <laughs> yeah. But it was interesting because that's when it turned into like a political thing. About the whole statehood versus um, what is it open Teri- range or whatever. Yeah open that they were range arguing.
1: territories.
0: And then later like spoiler alert. Again, if you haven't watched the thing, which is stupid. But (laughs) you find out that uh, Tom was actually the one who shot Liberty. Yeah. And it's it's crazy, because in doing that, he... Let's see how I have it written down here. Tom sacrificed everything so Ransom could become something great. In killing Liberty, he allowed Ransom to keep his morals intact, make Hallie happy, and change the West forever. Yeah, like in this one act of you know selflessness essentially yeah he sacrificed all he all he really seemed to care about was Hallie Mm -hmm. as far as we knew I mean he wanted her in his house in the desert so I guess he was also kind of sacrificing his open range if he was that kind of person
1: he was yeah he was uh the way I always looked at him was uh he basically sacrificed like the main thing that he really wanted, because yeah. if if you remember too, um, after he, after Liberty Valance has been killed and uh, you know, he goes into the saloon and he's drinking, and then his uh, his ranch hand Pompey is like, "You know, let's go home, let's go home. and he's like,'re you're right, you're right, you're right." And but he's drunk and then he comes home. And he knows, you can see it in his eyes, he knows he's lost Howie. Yeah. There's no way he's yeah. going to get her at this point. And then, like, you can see it in his eyes, like, the despair and the anger when he, like, throws the lantern into the room that he was building specifically for her. And he, ba- like, he literally, you're
0: witnessing him burn down his dream. And then they free all the horses, I guess, cause, so they don't get hurt by the fire. Yeah, yeah. And I just assume that those horses are gone now. Like, I assume that once you set horses free, they're probably not coming back. Yeah,
1: you'd you'd have to go out and find them for sure.
0: So he really, like, literally gives up everything he has, essentially. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, didn't have to burn down his place, but yeah. It was also an awesome shot of just throwing an oil lamp across a room and having it like really catch fire yeah that was pretty dope (laughs) no yeah um let's see what else i have written down here uh uh proposing without dating something that apparently happened back then yeah (laughs) because everyone's always talking about tom better you know propose to her quick before someone else does like yeah
1: it was kind of it was like this weird like Unofficial court shit, yeah, where like he liked her, and she never openly said that she didn't like him, and right. she was always accepting his gifts and like, oh, thank you for the compliments and this and that, and so I guess everyone just kind of accepted or in their minds they were like, oh well she's gonna she's gonna accept Tom, yeah
0: like, yeah,
1: Tom's the go-to son-in-law. And then he was. That's just how
0: they did it back then. Yeah. I, mean, I kind of wish it was like that now, but also not because, you know, I feel like you'd get married and then you'd be like, so what are you like? Like, you yeah. just don't really what actually do you like? know the person. <laughs> was, you, you sure are pretty. I'm glad we're married. Do you uh-huh. like uh, butter? I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. I had what happened to the lady in the stagecoach? Which I guess was just she continued on to her destination, and yeah, whatever still that destination lived out the rest was. of her life, yeah, <laughs> oh, the scene uh where the gang where the where Peabody goes into his office and turns on the light, and the gang is like already standing there, yeah, in the dark, is so cool that's that's one thing I've been liking about these black and white movies is like doing stuff with lighting like that, where there's like. You're not cutting the camera as often, and so it's you. You'll see a lighting change happen mid-shot, where someone blows out a lamp, and you'll see the like background lights turn on really mm-hmm. quick. It's that kind of thing is cool. I mean, are you are you interested in the visuals of oh, cinema yeah. that
1: much? If you, I mean, especially with black and white. Uh, one of the reasons why I I like this film um and always have is even when you both times in the flashback and when you're watching the the rants versus liberty gunfight in real time you know they're walking along the dimly lit sidewalk towards each other and so as they like cross in between the buildings and the windows the lights changing in their eyes yeah. You, you can see the shadows under, like, Liberty Valance's eyes because he's obviously the villain and just... And then, and if you notice, too, like, he's always wearing black and black yeah. with, like, a white shirt. He wears a black vest, black pants, black hat, black yeah, boots. he's Yeah,
0: it's the classic black hat, white hat, you know, good guy, bad yeah. guy. Um, but, but the thing is, uh, Ransom never wears a hat, so yeah. it's...
1: yeah no it's uh um it's interesting i know it it was definitely an interesting storytelling choice because if you're looking at the year that that came out like uh it came out in 1962 so they've been making color color movies pretty regularly for a while i was gonna
0: say this is like the latest movie that that we've done so far yeah Um,
1: um John Ford, he was he'd been making color movies for a while, so
0: Interesting.
1: It definitely added to the the emotion of the film.
0: That's something that I that I have wondered about because I've always thought, oh, I might like to someday make a film in black and white for artistic purposes, but then I just think, but then I, you know, I could just do it in color and it would be in color <laughs> and I would see all the colors and have those options too. I, I never really know when to use black and white. And it's interesting here where it is a situation where they could have done it in color and chose to do it in black and white. Mm. And otherwise it's like it really kind of is just a straightforward Oh, you know what else was interesting? That little showdown that they have where Liberty gets shot. They are just like on the little walkway there next yeah, to the building. Yeah, it's on the sidewalk.
1: Yeah. Next to windows, if one of them had missed, they could have
0: totally broken a <laughs> that's, window. That's one thing I like, thought. They could have shot, shot a bystander. Like, <laughs> like yeah, Liberty definitely had people like right behind him in the bar. hmm <laughs> But also like they don't, you know, walk out into the street and do the, the classic showdown thing. They're just kind of approaching each other and trying to shoot at each other very casually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um And then you had the nice book ending there of him coming in and sitting down on the bed, having been injured by uh-huh. Liberty, which was another reason why I thought that was going to be the end of the movie. <laughs> and then it kept going uh, for this other scene of this political thing. Um And yeah, like you said, John Wayne, kind of more of a guest star in this movie. There's a lot of scenes where he's not even present. Mm hmm. And, uh, you've, you've probably watched a lot of John Wayne movies. You said you're a John Wayne fan, right? Yeah. Now, tell me this, the, the Pilgrim thing, he calls everybody Pilgrim. That's like something he does in every movie, right? No, that's the thing. People, people
1: always, this is the only, mo- this is the only movie he calls someone Pilgrim in.
0: You're kidding me. No, I'm, I'm not lying to you. He this doesn't is... do
1: it in any
0: other movie. <sighs> So this is where the like the standard t- like impression of John Wayne comes from. Of yeah, it comes Pell- from this Grum. film. That's crazy. He doesn't that's say crazy pilgrim, that pilgrim that in any other movie it's crazy that a, that that's the first John Wayne movie I've seen is the one where he says Pilgrim. So in my mind, it's just, Oh, he must really say Pilgrim just in every movie. That must <laughs> no. just be his catchphrase. And it's also crazy that the movie that people think about when they hear him talking in their minds is yeah. the one that he's not really the star of.
1: Yeah. He's that's awesome. Um, yeah. it It's weird. He, uh, yeah, he just, he never said that. Like, it was literally this film. And I think part of it was because this was, uh... You know, it was based off of a book. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that was probably written in... I've never read the book, but I'm assuming that was probably written in the book that his character said that a lot.
0: That's awesome. And then, also, another awesome thing. Both these actors, uh... John Wayne and Jimmy Stewart were in their 50s at the time of this movie yeah
1: they were in their (laughs) early 50s
0: yeah and this is really interesting to me John Wayne goes on to die like in the next decade Uh, Jimmy Stewart apparently lived till 1997 he was 89 when he died yeah yeah so
1: um and they were I think uh, Jimmy Stewart was like 10 years younger than John Wayne something like that uh. Um but yeah no it it is really interesting and actually uh John Wayne cuz he died from uh lung cancer and stomach uh,
0: cancer according oh, to Oh yeah
1: it was it was like a combination. Oh, okay. But yeah I think um but I at this point in his life when he made this movie he had uh I think he had already gotten up he'd already had like a portion of one of his lungs removed. Oh, wow. Because from the smoking.
0: And he still it was still a fairly physical movie for him. I mean, even though he's not in a lot of scenes, he's falling down on the ground. He's running into places, acting all drunk and stuff. Yeah, he it it really made me think like because I feel like that's the this is how I picture him looking when I think about John Wayne is like around this age. Uh huh and he is not like a very good looking guy. He's old and he's kind of chunky and well and that's that's the funny thing like basically John
1: Wayne if you study John Wayne there's this weird period because the first the first feature film that he ever starred in that was like an A-list film came out in 1930. Okay. And it was but it ended up he was like he was like 23 Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: uh it was like a huge flop the film Mm. uh like people liked the film but um monetarily it did not do very well Mm -hmm. um and uh so he basically got banished to be westerns for the majority of the 1930s whoa Um, and so uh so like if you're in walmart or something, and it's like 100 of John Wayne's films, like, if you ever see those, like, I saw one in Target the other day, like, 80% of the films that are on there are, like, hour and 10 minute B movies that he made between the year 1931 and 1939.
0: So he was not, this wasn't him in the prime of his career, all those westerns. No,
1: John Wayne's peak Career was basically nineteen forty to nineteen sixty. That was when he was like, like, the guy in Hollywood. Uh-huh.
0: That's crazy. You see, I always thought that the idea was, oh, this is what a man is supposed to be, and he's this ugly son of a gun, you know, <laughs> who's who's just I yeah I don't care about anything, and I thought that was his appeal. Was that he was just like really rough and and tumble yeah, this and such. Is,
1: this was actually one of the last movies where he was that like that younger guy that was like trying <laughs> to get a girl. Um, uh-huh. Because most of the sit uh, most of his films after that in the mid sixties, like if they were westerns, um, he was uh, he was. The older guy, a little like bit, like the
0: old sage character, or something not, like that. Not
1: even the old sage. Ca- he was the leading man, but he didn't like. There wasn't a woman involved in the story usually.
0: Okay, okay. Like, uh, oh, like, um, True Grit. Right? Was that? Yeah, like in that True, ta- true Grit.
1: Yeah, because True Grit was uh, nineteen sixty nine when that came out. So it was about seven years after this movie. And I um, haven't
0: seen the john wayne version of that movie but i've seen the jeff bridges version and i assume it's a similar story yes and no there are very similar
1: parts um uh from because i've seen both and from what i understand uh, uh the jeff bridges film is a lot more true to the book oh okay than the john wayne one was but the john wayne true grit is uh part of the reason why that gets brought up a lot is because he'd, he'd been in the industry for almost 40 years at that point when he finally won his Oscar.
0: Oh, it was his DiCaprio moment. Yeah.
1: He'd been, he (laughs) had been getting nominated since the late 1940s off Mm. and on. And, uh, it would just always slip from his grasp. And at that point it was just like, well, this is it. Like, this is the pinnacle of his career. He can't he can't top this.
0: So he, like many others in Hollywood, wasted the majority of his life in pursuit of a useless golden statue. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but he also the the other
1: thing too is he came from that generation that uh a lot of people in his generation were not classically trained actors. Mm-hmm. Like they um I mean some were uh, even some of the guys that he palled around with like Jimmy Stewart and Henry Fonda, they were, uh, like really good friends. Like they, they would go out drinking on John Wayne's yacht like every weekend. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. but that sounds cool. I mean, I don't drink, but that sounds yeah, cool. But like
1: John, John Wayne, like he came from, he came from that generation where you could literally just casually walk onto the studio a lot and be like, I need a job. Well, what are you into? Right. Uh, well, I like to build things. Well, that's okay. You could be a prop guy, and then you're just a prop guy for 40 years.
0: So you're out there in LA. Is that still how it is? No, you just you have to know somebody or get really lucky. <laughs> Even but, to just be a prop guy?
1: Yeah, because you have to work your way up from PA a lot. So.
0: <laughs> it's uh, that's why I'm still here in Chattanooga. <laughs> uh, BJ and I are talking over Skype, by the way, if anyone... I was curious. Um, so we're coming closer to the end here. Let's just talk about this for a little bit. Do you think you could have hacked it in the Old West? In the Old West? Man, you know,
1: there are times where I think I could, but then there are other times where I, I don't know. Like,
0: because
1: yeah. there's a lot of, there were just a lot of, you know, portrayals of the Old West nowadays, like, are a little bit more well rounded than they were back then. Back then, they they do talk about like the actual dangers that were present and whatnot. Well like nowadays, you know, if you watch like a like one of the the AMC show that's on right now, Hell on Wheels, you mm-hmm. know, they gotta they gotta if they gotta go to the bathroom, they gotta go to an outhouse, like. They're, well, like, that doesn't seem that bad. There's worse bathroom like, scenarios than well, outhouses. Well, no, that's true. But like, there's little things. They can't take. You can't bathe every day. You don't all. You're not guaranteed who, running water. Who does that? So far, you're, so far,
0: I'm good on both <laughs> things. The running water. You're not water guaranteed thing running
1: here. water or fresh water. Uh, nah. Cholera could kill you at any moment from the water you're drinking. Right. Cholera. Uh, Yeah, it's not even a thing now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, I mean, the situations that a lot of people were forced into back then are always fascinating. But, and if I had a time machine, I'd love to go check it out. But if I had a choice between living, like having to live my entire life right now versus living my entire life. In 1870s Los Angeles. <laughs> I'll choose 2016
0: Los Angeles. Yeah, me too. Although I might, it might be cool to live in the 90s for longer, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess I lived in the 90s for the entirety of the 90s, so. <laughs> but anyway, no, I'm not sure I could, uh, like, you think about it, you like to think you could hack it because. Other people did But then again they might not have lived as long I'm sure there was a lot more dying Of other things Besides what we die of now 60 was old back then (laughs) Yeah But at the same time (laughs) I do like The idea of A town out west that just A boom town Where you go and there's money that you can That can be made real fast And that kind of thing is all really cool, and I like that part. Although, I don't like the idea of having to shoot people or being shot, but I feel like that probably wasn't as big of an issue if you just minded your business.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's... Well, and it's funny, too, that you said that, because, like, a lot of, uh... A lot of, like, really big, famous gun things, like, uh... The gunfight at the OK Corral. That was literally because people were carrying guns in town when they weren't allowed to be carrying guns in town. Hmm. And so, uh, yeah, it was just kind of always like, just mind your own
0: business and
1: follow I guess the that's, law, and you I won't get I guess that's shot. the same
0: as it is now, now that I think of it. I yeah. act like, like guns are a thing of the past. You could still avoid getting shot or get shot or whatever now.
1: <laughs> By simply following the law.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Most of the time. Uh I mean, as we saw even in the movie, uh, they still got robbed just casually riding in the stagecoach. Right.
0: Yeah. That's that's a problem we don't have as much now. Yeah. Not yeah. as much stagecoach robbery yeah. these days.
1: You usually don't have to worry about uh having your Uber get stopped and you get pickpocketed and then they're like, Oh alright, you can be on your way now
0: wouldn't that be so cool though if you were just in a Prius like being driven by some dude who's playing rap music I've never been in an Uber but I feel like that's what it's like and then just like four cowboys with, with like bandanas on their faces come and stop the Uber and that, rob you
1: that would definitely be interesting if like or if three dudes on motorcycles rolled up and just kind of like pointed their guns at the Uber driver and was like Hand us your money or we're gonna shoot you. And then I mean, they just, it would be a story. And then you throw out your wallet and they just pick it up off the ground and like speed
0: off. It'd be yeah. really weird. It'd be a good story. We should uh we should start robbing people that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um okay, well uh here the last part of the show, we talk about uh I feel like you're going to have some good ones. We talk about recommendations of other movies based on how you felt about this one. And those don't have to be old movies. So what do you think? Any recommendations?
1: Ooh. Um, if you've never seen the Val Kilmer Tombstone.
0: Yes. I
1: love it. Yeah. You should, uh, have you seen it before?
0: Yeah. I love that movie. Oh, Okay.
1: Yeah. That's always a good one. Um,
0: I mean, it's not—it's not really the Val Kilmer kill st- uh, tombstone. It's the. It's uh, Kurt
1: Russell. It's the I Kurt guess. Russell. Tombstone. Yeah, Val Kilmer's there. Uh, He's your
0: Huckleberry. Yeah, he'll be your
1: Huckleberry. If um,
0: I mean, anytime if we're sticking... I like, if I ever get the flu, and I'm like really sick, I just picture that character, like <laughs> That's just walking around like, I'm dying, but I'm still cool. If
1: if we're staying um. In the Western genre, uh, Open Range with Kevin Cosner and Robert Duvall is our Oh, I really wanted to see one. that
0: movie. I've never seen that one.
1: One of the coolest gunfights, literally, and I love westerns. And one of the coolest Western gunfights ever is in that movie. So. I gotta
0: I gotta check that one out. Yeah. Cause I remember talking about that one in screenwriting class and I've still never seen it. I have an ever increasing list of movies that I need to see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> um, I've got one. Have you seen the Johnny Depp movie Dead Man? No. I mean, it's not really the same as this movie tonally at all, but it is a western and it's about a guy who comes out west and just a whole bunch of bad stuff happens to him and it's a kind of a weird like artsy movie but it's really cool it's on netflix i believe still you should definitely oh, check that one okay.
1: out yeah i'll have to do that that one yeah. sounds interesting
0: Are you yeah, a johnny man. depp fan you a Depp a deppy yeah, a i, depp I like johnny depp i'm not yeah.
1: there's certain johnny depp movies that like I can literally, just by watching the trailer, I know that movie doesn't interest me. I don't ever need to watch that movie. But
0: like, I bet you those are all the ones that I watch, like The Tourist and Rango and no, uh, Rum Diaries. I was,
1: I was thinking Edward Scissorhands and oh, okay. uh, yeah. the Alice in Wonderland movies.
0: I saw that Alice in Wonderland in theaters, and now there's a sequel coming out.
1: Yeah, it's just
0: funny because like I I barely remember anything about the movie. Yeah, <laughs> any other ones you can think of? Any John Wayne recommendations? Oh man, there's a lot. Um,
1: you should really watch uh, if you want a young John Wayne. Look up, watch Stagecoach. Um, it's okay. From, it's from nineteen, and Stagecoach is actually part of the uh, Criterion Collection. Um, and it was it was his. It was his breakout role. It was bi- it was nineteen thirty nine. Uh, John Ford also directed it. Um, okay. So, because uh, side note, I know the podcast is basically over, but uh, John Ford basically—I
0: mean, we can go as long as you want. Okay. Like, there's no well, time
1: <laughs> so basically, what happened with John Wayne's career was yeah. Um, he was a he was a prop guy for a little bit off and on right after high school. And while he was in college, um, and he played, he had a football scholarship to USC and, uh, he was, he got to be a, he played a football player in uh, a movie that came out in like 1927. Hmm. Um, and then he was an extra, on, he just was like an extra a lot of times in films and uh, he met he met John Ford when he was about like 22 I think and uh, John, uh, the story that I've read in John Wayne's uh, biography was uh, basically uh, John Ford like was like oh so you're a football player huh and Like, basically made him get in a football stance uh, like he was about to hike the ball. And once he got in the the hike stance, John Ford kicked him in the butt and, like, (laughs) sent him flying forward and basically called him a rotten SOB for some reason or another. They were always calling each other that because they thought it was funny. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, and then... He basically they maintained their friendship even like basically throughout the 1930s while John Wayne was working in B-Westerns um, and John Wayne would like you know he'd, he'd go have drinks with him and they'd play cards and he, he kind of took him under his wing and he was just like you know and uh, he, he called him Pappy and he would always you know, you know give me a chance and he's like you're not ready yet when I've got
0: now, this is John Wayne saying uh, John Ford's not ready yet. Uh,
1: John Ford was telling John Wayne he's not ready oh, okay. yet. Okay, okay. Um, and when he has the role, when he's ready, uh, when John Ford knows he's ready, he'll give him the right part. And then 1939, uh, John Ford wanted to shoot a western, um, and the studio I. I want to say Warner Brothers is the people that made their original Stagecoach, And, uh, John Ford wanted to shoot it on location out in the desert. And so they went and scouted out Monument Valley. And that was the first film that he shot in Monument Valley. Um, and, uh, basically he had, because John Wayne, even though it was John Wayne's breakout role, he, he's like fourth or fifth billing in the film because Hmm. there are people that are in the film that were bigger stars than he was right because john wayne was like the b movie actor and the rest of them were like a movie actors side note uh andy devine is also in that movie he's the stagecoach driver so he's a main character but uh and and actually also if you remember uh the lawyer from... The lawyer and the man who shot Liberty Valance that was there mm-hmm. at, the, uh, at the big town hall meeting, basically. The,
0: the guy who was, like, saying all the stuff about him... How he was a murderer, like, a murderer and, stuff. and stuff. Yeah. yeah that guy that is also in SOB. this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, oh, okay. that guy was also in the movie, and he was... He played this, like... He played a gambler. Uh, so
0: Ford was one of those, like those family kind of guys who, yeah they who kept uh, his
1: there was a, if you read more about him there was a group of actors that were known as the john ford stock company um which it was an unofficial title but it was it was a group of about 15 to 20 people that tended to appear in his movies a lot awesome um, like the the bartender from the town hall meeting there, mm-hmm. um, he was a stuntman that uh, was had made friends with John Ford somehow or another, and he acted on and off in John Ford movies for a really long time and worked for him.
0: You gotta love it. You yeah. gotta love that kind yeah. of... I love that kind of thing yeah. of a director who keeps his friends close. You yeah. know what I mean?
1: He always, like uh he always you know just it was just like okay if you can do what i need you to do then all right i'll keep you around
0: that's cool dude i just gotta say bravo to you for like knowing your stuff man you got oh you like know the history behind this stuff and everything that's awesome like that's you're the most like prepared informed guest that i've done on this so far oh really (laughs) yeah Dude, well, I
1: enjoyed this, man. I we should do another one at some point.
0: Yeah. Wait, okay, now what was the movie? The that first movie, uh, Stagecoach, right? Stagecoach. Yeah, that one, because um, it's literally like
1: sixty percent of the movie is basically shot in and around a moving stagecoach. <laughs> cool. It's, <laughs> uh, and that one, that one's like a pretty standard, like. Like basically it's they literally are trying to get from one town to another town in the stagecoach without getting attacked by Geronimo's
0: Geronimo and his warriors. Awesome. Yeah. And that's like a younger John Wayne, like a handsome John Wayne. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> for I'll, the, for the ladies.
1: <laughs> yeah. I should, uh, I should send you a, uh, I don't know if you're going to, when you when you do this i don't know if you're like going to be posting any pictures or anything for people to I'm like I'm hoping to put at. together
0: like a facebook yeah, to go along I'll, with the uh, podcast.
1: I should just type in uh just type in uh, google search John Wayne from the Big Trail in 1930 and and you'll see why he kind of like why he was like a leading man cuz he was a good-looking right, guy yeah. Yeah, I basically looked up some younger till,
0: pictures of him.
1: Basically till basically till he hit his late forties, he was a relatively good looking guy. Yeah. He had he had like three wives over the course of
0: Yeah. At at the same time or? No, no, over okay. the
1: course of his life, but he had like he had that's, that's
0: gotta be the measure of success. Yeah. Right? How many wives you have. He,
1: no. He always he always regretted uh they always he he said like multiple times throughout his wife that he always regretted uh divorcing his first wife which is like the mother uh, of his, his three oldest kids because he that's sad. he divorced her uh basically he had like a lengthy affair for a little while with uh, this actress named Marlene Dietrich hmm um who was like the hot blonde of hollywood for a while and uh they would like have an off and on affair and then he would feel really terrible and be like I'm, I'm not gonna do that again and uh and then he met he met his second wife and like let he left his first wife for his second wife and uh john ford told him like dude that's a terrible idea don't do that like don't throw away what you have for like this woman and he did it anyway and then like within a couple years he was divorced from his second wife because he caught her cheating on him
0: Huh. yeah man you know a lot about john wayne's life
1: (laughs) i read like a 300 page book at southern's library i don't know if southern still has it if you ever go to mckee library They had, uh, I think it's called John Wayne, the life and legend.
0: I probably won't read it. I don't read very much.
1: Well, if you look it up, (laughs) there's a perfect picture of young John Wayne and you'll see why he was a heartthrob.
0: Yeah. Good old, good old, uh, sexy John Wayne ladies. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Well, I, I think that's about it. Unless there's anything else you, you wanted to cover. This is your chance. Millions of people listening. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably like two. <laughs> uh, uh no, no, no. That's it. <laughs> All right, cool. All
1: right, man, yeah. Well,
0: uh, thank you, BJ, very much for being on the podcast. This has been splendid. <laughs> no problem, man. Uh, if you ever want to discuss
1: another John Wayne movie that you've never seen, and if you want to yeah. do black and white, let me know. Are, are is you going to a
0: lot of black and white ones?
1: yeah there's a lot uh a lot of his films uh like they were colorized okay okay uh later on like when they got put out in vhs yeah i don't
0: don't do none of that i don't do none of that colorized pan and scan (laughs) most of it
1: most of it basically most of his movies prior to like 1955 were uh black and white
0: sweet we might just have to you, you can just be the John Wayne guy And we'll just like Whenever you're on the show we'll discuss John Wayne movies <laughs> I'm down <laughs> Alright well thanks again for being on the podcast No problem and, Chris this is awesome Yeah And thank you to the listener for listening And until next time This has been Real Classy Where we watch old movies Because new movies Are only new for a short time But old movies will only get older. Good night.